Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Strong food from the scriptures. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding in the name of Yahusha as we go through the strong food of the scriptures. First, we need to turn to Ibram, chapter 5. Ibram, chapter 5, verse 14. We use the strong, the um, scriptures, 1998 translation. And it says, but solid food is for the mature whose senses have been trained by practice to discern both good and evil. And, you know, by now, if you've studied with us in this call series, that it's something that you are going to have to experience over and over again. You're going to learn from experience about what is good for the kingdom, and this word evil is a wrong translation. It doesn't mean bad. It means worthless. So you will, by practice, realize and learn as you spiritually grow what is useful to the kingdom and what is useless for the kingdom. Now, we will see the reason the Spirit led the apostles to help the lame man. And turn with me to Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. Now, the thing is that um, Kepha and Johanan were going to the set-apart place at the hour of prayer. So they were heading over there to pray. And the set-apart place would be the temple in Jerusalem. And a certain lame man, from his birth, everybody knew him, um, got their attention. And last time we saw that what had happened is that they healed him. And he went with them into the temple, probably for the first time, because he could actually walk. And he was going into the temple in verse 9, praising Elohim for healing him. I want us to read verse 9. It says, And all the people saw him walking and praising Elohim. This, the first step, you must believe in Elohim and who he is, which the man did. The man believed in Elohim. He sure did. Let's look at verse 6. What does it say? But Kepha said, I do not have silver and gold, 
But what I do possess, this I give you in the name of Yahusha Messiah of Nazareth, rise up and walk. So you see, Kepha said, rise up and walk in the name of the Messiah, Yahusha of Nazareth. But as we said last time, the man did not acknowledge the Messiah at all. Didn't say nothing about the Messiah. He only praised Elohim for healing him. Now we will learn the second part one has to do has to do to believe. Acts 3.12. Let's pick it up. And seeing it, Kepha responded to the people because what had happened is they were all amazed. They saw this guy praising Elohim and the people ran together to Kepha and to Yohanan and they were all amazed at how this man's walking and he's with you and he's praising Elohim. What's the deal here? And seeing it, Kepha responded to the people. See, he knew what they were thinking, what they were saying, what was going through their minds from what they had seen. Men of Israel, why do you marvel at this? Why you marvel at a miracle? Or why look so intently at us, Kepha and Yohanan? as though by our own power or reverence we have made him walk. So the people were confused and were thinking it was Kepha and Yohanan that the ones were the ones with the power. Kepha tells them, why are you amazed at a miracle? Yahusha did a whole bunch of miracles. Why do you think it was us that had the power? Now, this last part in this verse is important for everyone to understand. And what he said was, why do you think we are something special and that we made him walk because we're something special? You see, they were only thinking with flesh thoughts. The people that came to them, man's walking. While a man that was healed was praising Elohim. You understand? They were just coming to Peter, to Kepha, and to Yohanan and looking at them as miracle workers. And they were totally ignoring what the man was saying that was healed. He was praising Elohim. Yes, there was a these were devout Jews at the temple who, interestingly, were not thinking about Yahuwah Elohim at all. I'm, I find that amazing. I seem to always be amazed by that. Kepha teaches them through the Spirit by reminding them of things they do know because they are devout Jews. So they're saying, listen, it's nothing to do with us. We're nothing special. It's not our power. It's not our thing. 
No. Verse 13. The Elohim of Abraham and of Yitzhak and of Jacob, the Elohim of our fathers, esteemed his servant Yahushua, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him. So, he reminds them who Elohim is. You know who Elohim is. This guy's praising Elohim. You know the Elohim of Abraham, the Elohim of Yitzhak, the Elohim of Jacob, the Elohim of our fathers. Remember him? <laughs> now they will be remembering and they believe, of course, in Elohim. Just like this man did that was praising Elohim for his healing. Now a second time, he will be saying what he said on Pentecost, which of course is 50, 50 days after. And this time, he says it differently. These are the same people, by the way, that he had talked to the first time when 3,000 were actually brought into the kingdom of heaven and believed in the Messiah. So, what does it say at the end of verse 13 here? It says, you know Elohim. Yeah, we know Elohim. Well, he esteemed his servant, Yahusha, whom you delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him. So, this word esteemed, it means, just so you know, Elohim gave honor to his servant, Yahusha. We see that Kepha is going to start explaining the good news to them. We also see that Yahusha is a servant of Elohim, not Elohim himself. You have to understand that. Absolutely, completely, you have to know the difference between Elohim and his servant, Yahusha. You see, if Kepha had said to the Jews that their Elohim was killed, <laughs> they would have stoned him for blasphemy. You understand? He told them correctly so they could listen and would listen. Do you have ears to hear? Can you hear? the truth. Now, the next part of the verse is important. For these Jews, not to us that did not live 2,000 years ago. So, what was the last part of this verse? 13. Whom you delivered up. Whom you delivered up. Not Nothing to do with us. We didn't deliver him up. We didn't live 2,000 years ago. This is specifically addressing the devout Jews of the day that Yahusha lived. And so you delivered him up and denied in the presence of Pilate. You said he was nothing to you when he had decided to release him. 
So this Yahushua servant of Elohim, you delivered up and you refused to let Pilate release him. He wanted to release him because he was innocent. You see, these devout Jews responsible for the death of Yahushua, and they needed to understand that. Verse 14. Well, he had told them on Pentecost the same thing, that they were guilty. They knew, they saw his miracles, they knew he, that only someone sent from Elohim would be doing these things, and yet they had him killed. They had heard all this before and had not accepted him as the Messiah. Now we're going to find out why. Verse 14. But you denied the set-apart and righteous one and asked that a man, a murderer, be granted you. Yeah. This Yahusha, you rejected, who was innocent, and asked for Pilate to release a murderer. They would remember the event they took part in during Passover time. Yes, they would have. He's bringing it back to their attend, you know, their attention again. Now, what does it say? Next verse. But you killed the leader of life. You killed the leader of life, meaning you murdered the prince of life. So guess what? You are murderers also. But there is the good news. Yes, he died. Yahusha. Yes. But let's read the next part of this verse. Whom Elohim raised from the dead, of which we are witnesses. So yes, Yahusha died, but Elohim brought him back to life. And we saw Yahusha walking around alive again. And we are here to tell you about what we saw. Now. Getting back to this man that was healed and you were amazed at the miracle. Well, now that you have all that information and you know what I'm talking about, verse 16 says, And by the belief in his name, Yahusha, this one whom you see and know, his name made strong and the belief which comes through him has given him this perfect healing before all of you. And by the belief in his name, belief in Yahusha. You see, because we believe in his name, Yahusha, and Yahusha is, and that's why he said He's saying this is because they know what his name was. It was Yah's Deliverer. That's what his name means, Yah's Deliverer. This lame, lame man was healed, who you see right here, and you know this lame man, you sure do. Through belief, he was healed because of the name Yahusha. 
So it wasn't us that have any special power. It isn't because we're something special, really righteous people. It is because of the belief in the name Yah's Deliverer. So the next step for this group was different than the other group of devout Jews on Pentecost. That group heard and felt convicted of their guilt in the murder of the innocent man, Yahusha. And then, you know, then they thought differently and they were um, told you've got to be uh, baptized in his name. But this part of that group, this group was handled differently because it says many did. It didn't say all of them did. So there was many that didn't. They were told it wasn't their fault. They are not really to blame. That's right. He went on to say that here. And what does verse 17 say? And now, brothers, I know that you did it in ignorance, as your rulers did also. See, so this group is treated differently. They're told something different. It was true, but it's a different perspective that they have to look at things from. So this group was handled differently they were told it wasn't their fault they are not really to blame they didn't have to feel guilty for their actions as this shows us an interesting thing we have to realize is that different people are brought into the kingdom different ways the first group you know was those that realized their sin and they you know knew what they did wrong and they want to um, fix it, get rid of it, change it. But some people, they're different. They, they have a little problem um, with what I would call um, pride. So some nonsense sinner prayer <laughs> is totally a false doctrine, just so you know. That's totally a false doctrine. Sinner's prayer has nothing to do with nothing, and it is not scriptural. So get rid of that garbage. 17 says, oh, we know. We know you and your, your rulers did this to Yahusha without knowing what you were doing. In other words, Elohim doesn't blame you for your actions because of your lack of knowledge. Doesn't mean you're not guilty, by the way. But Elohim doesn't hold you responsible as far as because you didn't know. He's not mad at you. You understand? 18. But this is how by your actions that you didn't realize what you were doing but you were helping elohim but this is how elohim has filled what he had announced beforehand through the mouth of all the prophets 
that his Messiah was to suffer. So guess what? Elohim had a plan. And he told us in the prophets that his Messiah would suffer. And guess what? You helped Elohim complete the prophecy by your actions with Yahusha. So you did it unknowingly, but you helped Elohim to fulfill scripture. That would have changed the way that they would have looked at things. It might have made them start listening a little more now. You know, that's the way some people are, right? Now for the good news. When you had Pilate kill Yahusha, you did not know he was a servant of Elohim or the Messiah. You had been waiting for. So now this is how you can get right with Elohim again, because you are all guilty of murder. So this is the good news. Yes, you're guilty of murder. Yes, you did it. You didn't know, but ignorance is not an excuse or an, an out for, for uh, sin. Ignorance will not free you from sin. Verse 19. So he says to them, Repent therefore and turn back for the blotting out of your sins in order that times of refreshing might come from the presence of the master. So Kiefer is saying to them, you helped Elohim with the plan. And what you need to do now is change what you think and clean the sin of murder and all your sins and be new because you are, because you accept and are accepted by Yahuwah Elohim, if you do this, and allowed back in his presence. You see? It says, from the presence of the master. Repent, therefore, and turn back for the blotting out of your sins in order the times of the refreshings might come from the presence of the master. This is exactly what King David was shown would happen to him. You know, they wanted to be making sure that they were always in the presence of Elohim, Yahuwah. I want you to turn with me and hold your place and turn with me to uh, Psalms, Tilium, verse 51, I mean chapter 51. And read with me verses 9, beginning there. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my crookedness. Create in me a clean heart, O Elohim, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your set-apart spirit from me. So blot out my sins, give me a clean heart. Renew my spirit, be able to be in the presence of Elohim, and give me access to your spirit. See, that's what Kiefer is saying, that they are going to receive 
if they start thinking differently and turn back to Elohim, verse 20. And it's an interesting thing, verse 20. And that he sends Yahusha Messiah pre-appointed for you. So Elohim sent Yahusha Messiah, it was all part of his plan, for you devout Jews. For you devout Jews. It was all part of the plan that he would blot out your sins, the sin of murder, and you would be given a new heart have access to the spirit, be able to be in the presence of Yahuwah again. Next time we will study what else Kepha talked to the, uh, to the Jew, devout Jews about besides that they could get the sins washed away from the souls through Yahusha. So remember that. That's the good news. They're being told the good news, but you notice that it's different. They're being told the good news and things about prophecy and that stuff differently than the first time on Pentecost when the others were there and 3,000 of them joined the kingdom of heaven. Let's go to Ibram, finishing it up. Chapter 5, verse 14. But solid food is for the mature, whose senses have been trained by practice to discern both good and evil. Strong food is for those who know what is good for the kingdom and what is useless to the kingdom. You know what's useless to the kingdom? A doctrine that the brethren have, it's called... The sinner's prayer. There's no such thing, no such teaching, and it doesn't have anything to do with becoming a pot of the kingdom of heaven. You have to rightly divide the scripture and make sure what you're reading applies to you. The things that went on toward the Jews in the day 2,000 years ago has nothing whatsoever to do with us today. We were not there. We did not um, deny him. We did not tell Pilate to kill him. We did not ask for Barnabas, the murderer, uh, or Bar, uh, Bar Jonah, the murderer, to be um, let loose instead of him. We didn't do any of that stuff. You understand? That does not apply to us. If anybody who, who recites the sinner's prayer, they think that this all applies to us. And it doesn't. There's different ways that you become a part of the kingdom. The Jews of that day became a part of a kingdom the way that they needed to. And we become a part of the kingdom a whole different way. So it's useless to the kingdom today for you to be teaching or preaching anything like the sinner's prayer. It's nonsense because they're believing in a prayer 
of something they say that's going to save them instead of the truth, the good news. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.